That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a podcast rewatching and discussing Batman v Superman one minute at a time. We are at minute 129 in the thick of the Batman and Superman fight, technically building to the crescendo of the violence and trading of blows itself. Batman has found out what it feels like to be yeeted through a wall and now an entire washroom of cement stalls. (laughs) And Superman is exhibiting more rage than I think we have yet seen. And I don't mean, you know, not like young anger or, you know, distraught emotion like in Man of Steel, but he, this is just rage attacking uh, something that he hates. I was talking about the sound design last minute. One of my favorite moments in sound design of this stretch is is in the very first few seconds here when he clenches his fist and you get this they they must have had a I, they twisted like oh yeah like a rubber hose or something like there's just this this creaking I don't know I mean maybe maybe his hand made that noise there there's there's <laughs> but I don't think but yeah only only a superman powered squeeze could could make that kind of a <laughs> Of a fist noise, the the Arthur fist. Yes, yeah, the uh, Thomas Wayne fist. Yeah, the previous minute ended with Bruce unloading his grenade launcher and Superman pulling himself back up from the floor, having thrown Batman, and we get this just full on Tony Scott fight scene: water pouring in, shattered tile. You know yeah. these two these two dudes going head to head. Well, Tony Scott, but you've also got like, I guess maybe the, the energy is a little bit different, but it reminds me of like in the, the rain fight in uh, in Hero, where how you've got oh, this yeah. water just running off of his fist. We we get to that in the Matrix. Uh, yeah, Matrix also. Yeah, it's, it's building up to this moment. And as Superman, once again, he sets off running, but Batman, thankfully, this time has fingers up to the task of putting in another kryptonite round and locking it. And we get this really cool shot that stands out to me so much more when we're watching this five seconds at a time, where it is a a shot that is showing a full bit of wire work stunt fighting, where we are down beside Bruce, and he is training his gun on Superman as he runs and leaps into the air. And we get it this, this whole way. It stands out only because it's just not how much of this action is done, it stands out as a unique moment because it ultimately is, mm-hmm. you know, and it is the kind of moment where you kind of want an audience to be able to grasp every second of this. I think to see how committed to this hit Superman is, mm-hmm. but also how close Bruce comes. And that almost, that also feeds into Bruce's belief of the fight that he's in. Well, and you've got this also at that moment the 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 primal kind of yell from 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 Superman, which 
I always wonder there's there's multiple moments in 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 all these movies where I feel like Snyder must do a um like in the casting process be like let let, let me hear you just just yell just give me a primal <laughs> scream and let me yep. see if you cuz cuz many of his like but yeah I mean that's one of the 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 thing Cavill has multiple moments throughout the series where he just for a guy who's stoic in so many of his roles He's got these uh, these outbursts that that are are really raw and believable. Unfortunately, he is met with a kryptonite round that does get fired. And like I said, this is another impact moment that's repeated is we see from Batman's perspective, the round hit him and detonate. And then we get our side shot again, frames previous, Mm -hmm. watching it hit again and detonate into that green gas explosion, just drawing out that moment. I do think that both the shot of him running and jumping and repeating this moment does subliminally tell the viewer that this moment is significant. Well, right, because we, it, it does that twice in a row. You see the double impact of the kryptonite grenade, but and then the also double, see, yeah. Because when he hits Batman's helmet, you see the flash and the sparks from the helmet getting hit, and there's also a scene, and and so there's a so both Superman being impacted and Batman being impacted are both accentuated with that that double edit. Do you think that's like signaling that we are seeing two perspectives? Like it is it's underscoring that this is a moment happening on two different narrative journeys. This isn't us sitting back and watching a fight. This is us watching these same moments play out for one and then the other. I think so. I mean that's part of the that's part of the angle where in the last minute I pointed out how we're getting all of these shots of their faces. It's a very perspective oriented thing. Yeah. We're getting over the shoulder shots and we're getting shots of their, them staring down the lens of the camera. We're not, we're not observers of this. We're being made to feel like participants in it. Yeah, exactly. We are, we are, we are seeing it through their perspective, which is, is unique to the entire movie. I mean, yeah. Name anywhere else where not that we don't get over the shoulder shots anywhere else, but like these these staring into the camera shots and the like this is this is entirely different than what we've been getting up to this point because I think it's to your point very it's the perspectives of each of them is very core to how they got here and what's even going on right now. And we talked a lot when the fight started of how we were viewing it from one persp- one person's perspective or another. I think that that starts to, well, it has started, but it has dissolved here where now we are kind of, we don't know, we don't know who's right anymore is probably the way to say it because they both, I mean, by design been led into a fever, you know, that is just resulting in cruelty. Yeah. Like you said, the, (laughs) I don't think I fully grasp the awesomeness of Superman having his punch directly at Batman's head be thrown off enough to put a glancing blow on him that is enough to propel him ricocheting off the floor dozens of feet through the air. Mm -hmm. A particularly brutal result. But I mean, when you're talking about Kryptonian physics, I guess that is the case. While we see Superman, again, you know, writhing around in the gas and we're reminded that this is absolutely horrible. This time, Bruce responds differently, but... Up to this point, there has been a disconnect to Bruce where we are seeing Batman. He doesn't have human eyes, right? When we are seeing Mm -hmm. his mouth, it is accentuating the teeth. It is composed. 
in a grimace. He is acting from a position of strength or these little moments where, you know, his confidence is shaken a little bit that we talked about. But now with the helmet torn open on, you know, half of the half of the face, the result isn't that we can now just see Bruce. It's that his entire demeanor changes now. Mm-hmm. He is no longer Batman. We are looking at Bruce's face and every single frame of this, he is an emotional wreck. Gone is that gritted smile mm-hmm. or the or the gritted, you know, locked jaw. Right now he's he's exhibiting pain, sadness, rage all manner of emotions. It looks through most of this, like he is ready to just like scream and cry. Right. You know, in just total agony. And speaking of this, the utter cruelty of this fight, like this is not a strategic fight. This is not a good, like anymore. What does he do at this point? He turns and he, (laughs) he rips a sink off the wall to go and smash over his head. Like what, how, Go put your boot on his neck. Like go like he's he's Superman is writhing on the ground and he's he's gagging on on this kryptonite gas. Batman's on all fours. Yeah, like like you had like he could he, he could probably win it here, you know, just go tie him up or I don't know, whatever he wants to do. But that's not that's not what this is about. This is about inflicting pain. He wants yeah, to make him feel him. how he felt the feeling of powerlessness that turns men cruel. Yeah. Then no coincidence that, you know, we talked about how this was playing out the vision that Bruce had seen of Superman, but drastically different. And this time was going to be different. And now we get a bow, but it's like one of, if not active mercy, Mm -hmm. Superman is beaten, disoriented. And the, the fact that it is so pronounced and we get that overhead shot. Yeah. Superman on the ground, head down, beaten, and the response he gets from Bruce is the most rage. Right, and of all these, of all of these uh, profile shots, or not profile, but perspective portrait, <laughs> like oh yeah, yeah, this is probably the like the 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 gritted teeth, the lightning flash. I mean, this is the moment of. This is his his face, right? This is his true face. Literally, you can see his face, his actual face. And this is, I think Zach even mentioned on one of the, the commentaries that he did too, that, that that that's part of why they had the, the mask torn open is to show this isn't just Bruce playing Batman. This is who he is. This is what he wants. Yeah, this is where I want to go into the um, graffiti in the bathroom. In the building, it there's it says rot, uh, decay, um, wreck. I don't know if this is to read too much into it. I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm half joking, but yeah, this is. It's weird how much that mask being broken and it being Bruce signals the fight is done. Mm-hmm. Like this is the it's over. All pretense has been dropped here. Truly, truly, I think people do not or not do not recognize how much Ben Affleck's performance changes when that mask is broken open. Yeah. He doesn't look as cool as, as Batman, but he is just, he's playing a, a, he's playing a version of Bruce. We haven't seen in the movie yet. Well, his relationship, Bruce Wayne's relationship to Batman has been a, a subtext throughout the entire thing. You go back to the minute when he stared down the bat suit in the, in the little enclosure in the cave 
where he was talking to to Alfred about about the Batman and and the suit and 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 how Batman could do what Bruce Wayne couldn't and vice versa. And so you get to this moment where this is this is what he wanted the whole time, and literally the the Batman is broken, and and Bruce is left, and you kind of realize or it exposes that this is what he wanted the whole time, right? The bat suit was just a justification or an excuse for him to act out the rage that, that he felt he never needed it. He did right. He didn't need the bat suit to project his wrath onto people. It was a crutch that he used to, to deny that that was what Bruce Wayne wanted. And now the bat suit is gone, and but the rage is still there. And now it is just Bruce Wayne hurting Superman. Yeah. I think we, we talked before about the um, – well, I guess this is a very egotistical thing. I think that for the purpose of our, our analysis of the movie, this being a failure, like the moment of the, the um, nadir, right, of, of Bruce's descent into darkness – that's a, a great word you used too. Said if you haven't noticed, Affleck loves that word. Oh, does he? <laughs> oh, I, I've I've heard him use that, usually referring to the production of Justice League. But he, uh, ouch! I've, yeah. I've heard him use it a couple times in interviews. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good. It's a, as cool as Zenith. The moment that is his ultimate victory over Superman is taken by us, like we're saying, because I think the film communicates this is his rock bottom. Mm-hmm. What has happened now and what he is doing has reached the point where it is unequivocally wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that everybody watching it is supposed to feel that way. Yeah. Well, I think that everybody going into the movie knew or assumed that they had it all figured out. Oh, there's, they're going to fight, but they're not really going to go through with it because there's going to be a threat that's going to unite them. And the longer you get into this fight, I think I mentioned in the last minute, I remember sitting in the theater fully expecting them to team up at some point. Cause I think it had been revealed in the trailers. Right. And so yeah. the further into this fight you get, the more you're, you start realizing like, Oh wait, there's they're, they're backing themselves into a corner here. How could any, any like mending of this feel earned? Yeah. Like the only out, the only way out is, is through. And so yeah. that's where I started I reached that moment in the theater where I was like, are they going to actually have Batman kill Kill. Superman? And I don't know if I believed it or not, but the fact that I I remember, I remember this is the moment where I started grappling with that and being like, Oh wow. Like this, he, he's, he's won. He's won, right? He won the fight and he is, his reaction to winning is to rip a sink off the wall to smash Superman with it some more. Like this is not. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's, it's over and, and this is just now it's just how much pain can I inflict on Superman? So yeah. The most important question, mm-hmm. when Superman is hit with the sink, does it injure him or does it just hurt him? Um, interesting question. It's not a Kryptonian sink. I don't think. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, he doesn't appear injured. True. So is Bruce just doing it to to be disgustingly like violent? I think that's the reason he's doing most of this. Man, what a jerk! <laughs> I'll I'll say I guess it stuns him. 
He's he's stunlocked. Yeah. You know, the kryptonite made him vulnerable. He's really fighting the kryptonite. It's like if somebody, you know, put chlor- chloroform over your mouth and then punched you. It'd yeah. be like, well, that was not cool, well, man. I was already going out. We're using this thing to talk about how cruel Batman, but really it's this, these last like five seconds oh, yeah. where he slowly threads his fingers into his hair and then just Ugh. takes a fist of it to lift him up by it. And a hand over his throat. Yeah. Ooh. It's it it is a um I can't think of what it specifically reminds me of, but it is like the he's a thing to him. It's dehumanizing. Yeah. It's it's like a like a it's it's like a like a hunter. Right? He's Oh he, yeah, like a game. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the the carcass of a of a deer that he just shot and he's just hoisting it into the bed of his truck. <laughs> Like the the lifting of a head that always looks unnatural, right? Yeah, I will. I will point out. Thank you, Stephen. We've referred to one other person in this film as um, the death of like a, a you know the death of a sacred deer. Yeah, in the opening minutes, which we have definitely returned to here, with I think Bruce having totally disassociated from his trauma and his actions and who he is doing it to. That's like you said, where the minute ends and we don't know what is happening with him lifting Superman like this, like his prize, you know, buck. But uh, we know that what happens next is probably not going to be good. Mm. On that high note, we will end this minute. Yuck. I'm not going to hype it up. This is this is a gross minute. I know the next minute minutes are going to be gross as we build to the, uh, well, let's just say the pivot point of the entire film cinematically and in the cultural conversation around it. Let us know what you think on Twitter at BVS by the minute. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Snyder minute. You know, all of this stuff. So why won't you join us in minute one thirty, where Superman is going to have his last flight question mark. Oh, and we asked the most important question of all. What? Qui custodes. Oh, that question, yes. <laughs> Mr. Snyder, super fan. <laughs>